0: I live in one room with a good view of the wall. I make cups of tea and wander in the hall. I sit on my bed and cut my fingernails. I try on a shirt that I do with a jungle set. Here we go again. Here we go. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whenever you happen to be listening. Welcome to Tea with Kehoe. I am Kehoe. Got my tea right here. And I've got a whole bunch of stories. See, since this is, for me, day two of social distancing and uh, self-isolation, staying indoors, not mixing in with the world at large, trying to do my part, I made a challenge for myself and I asked for some story titles. So I came to you and I asked for some story titles and you gave me some fantastic stories. But... I figured I'm gonna get bogged down on the same few genres that I will get stuck in my head and I'll just, I needed some variety. So I asked for some genres and you guys gave me some amazing ones. So I took the stories and wrote them down. I took the genres and wrote them down and then I just put them together, line for line. So what came out is what's there. And I'm going to go through as many as I can. We're going to have some fun with this. And I hope this helps you get through your uh, social distancing and your time here as we get through this uh, COVID 19 coronavirus thing that is the world we live in right now. So I present to you. Story time. I thought I was smiling. British comedy. I always had difficulty making friends, you see. My whole life, I... Just been... Miserable. I would... Walking to a party, and I would always try to put my best foot forward and strike up conversation with some of the lads or one of the pretty girls in the room, and I always seemed to fail. They always said I looked miserable and horrible and angry, and I never understood why. I went to college and joined a group where we... a social group where we would join in and help the neighborhood and be good volunteers. And I would go to help people in the neighborhood and they would cringe and run when they saw me because my face was so angry and vile, they said. I don't know why. You see, I always believed myself to be happy and cheery but the sadness of not having any friends really began to weigh upon me. I got a job in a bank where I could work behind the scenes and not be in anyone's way, I felt. But even then, office parties, Christmas and the like, I would always be alone because I would hear in the corners and... Oh, look at him. He's so... angry and mean. What is always? What's wrong with him? And I... I... I lived a long, sad life. And I'm... just wondering... why I may have... offended so many people. I, I mean... I look in the mirror and I see my face, my straight lips, my jagged, ragged teeth, my, uh, I'm beginning to see now. <laughs> That's, that is how, that is my face, eh? I always thought they were smiling. And they don't know what the hell's going on. You see, I've seen some shit, and I've seen some hell. Once, I even seen heaven. But This is something they couldn't understand, so they called me in. You see. Thanksgiving morning there was an entire family dead and the only thing they could find was a trail of breadcrumbs out the door they searched the entire place and they couldn't find anything find farmhouse. It's 45 miles outside of Eames, Iowa and uh, took me a while to get there. Once I did, I assessed the, uh, the problem right away. We had a runaway side dish. That's right. I mean, everything was in place. The turkey was in the oven three bean casserole was just about to be glistened and glazed on the top with those beautiful french onions delicious sweet potatoes were sweets can be and those mashed potatoes were lumpy like they should be There was one thing missing. That's right, stuff it. As I looked around that house and out the door, I found those breadcrumbs. See, they were looking for a man. I was looking for a side. And I had to take it down. I fired three times into it, and it just looked. Stuffing. You mark my words. She held a large snake and liked it. Magic. Can I get a volunteer from the audience? said the magician. Midge felt an urge to raise her hand. Me, she said as she stuck her hand up quick and fast. The magician was surprised. Such a demure, small person would want to volunteer for such a dangerous, and mysterious Trick. Well, come on up. And your name is? Uh, Midge. It's family name. So, Midge, you want to volunteer and help me in this magic trick? First, you need to take into your hands this large boa constrictor. Mitch didn't realize what she had volunteered for. She was so enamored by the magician's voice, his eyes, his mannerisms, his style, that she just wanted to be up there next to him, assisting. She didn't care what the trick was until he placed the snake in her hands. For there was one thing that Midge was most afraid of: it was the long, slithering tongue of a snake. The scaly coldness of their flesh frightened her. Everything about the snake scared her Don't be afraid I can see in your eyes in trepidation Just relax and I will make the snake disappear Mitch swallowed deeply She closed her eyes She said Okay Trust you Trust is a very good thing to have at a time like this. The magician waved his arms, placed a cloth over the snake. He said the magic words take away o snake yo. She pulled away the cloth, the snake, and Midge's fears vanished. That's right, she held a snake, and she liked it. And from that day on, Midge was his assistant, and she was the happiest woman in Some magic. There once was a man named Kehoe, science fiction. In an excavation in southern Turkey, a clay tablet was found. On that tablet, there was a story about a very strange visitor. There was a flash of light in the sky the night before the visitor arrived. The next day, a very odd looking, strangely dressed, pale man came into town. He understood every word they said. they could understand him. He came to them with a warning. There would soon be a disaster that they would not be able to survive. But he came to them to warn them so they could escape. You see, this man not of their time and not of their type. These were people not of any age we know. This story comes from further back than anyone can imagine. Not 12,000, not 15,000, not 25,000. 32,000 years ago this traveler came to these people to warn them of a great flood and if they took precautions and buried their civilization their city their place that people in the future would know who they were If they left this place and made life in a new, safer location, they would be remembered throughout history. These people that he came to visit would soon be the people who became. The Irish and this traveller, a man they named or called Kehoe, was the beginning of the Irish. For in Kehoe's day, there were only a few Irish left. And he thought, hey, if I go back, maybe I can start again. The time I met my maker. Theatre of the Absurd. What time is it? Three o'clock. What time is it? Eight! What time is it? What time is it? What time is it? Time to die. Have one on me. Action. Delano Steel was hot on the tail of Rose Thorn. As they both drove down the Pacific Highway 1 down the turns and bucks and hairpins of the highway, Delano Steel bumped and grinded on her bumper. Soon he would kill her, he thought, and she'll be out of my hair. One less dang to worry about, but Rose had other ideas. She knew coming up around the corner there was a particular turn she could take. Some advantage on. As they approached, she sped up and then hit her brakes hard, turning left. She spun around as Delano Steele shot by. As she spun around, she found herself behind Delano Steele. Now she was in the push and grind position. As they came up around the next turn, she clipped him on the right hand side, pushing him into the guardrail. There was a break from a previous accident, and Delano Steele hit it hard. His car flipped and fell into the, into the canyon. As the car crashed down, rock after boulder banging and crushing the rock and the car. Delano Steele's body being thrown from it and then crushed underneath the car, bursting into flames. Rose Thorn stopped looked over the edge and smiled. She looked at him and thought, <laughs> That's right. That hairpin? Have one on me. And she got back in her car and drove away. She was free from the tyranny of Delino's steel. Now she could live her life, with the millions he had stashed away. Sometimes goodbyes are hard. Film noir. I was sitting at my desk, thinking, My life is such a cliché, and then she walked in, the type of dame that made a man look. She had legs that went from the ground right up to her ass, and the type of memories that gave a guy like me memories, you know, the type of memories that make you look off into the distance for two, three hours, those kind of memories. She had the type of shape that made me want to study geometry again, and that face she had a face. So I said to her, "How can I help you if there had been a murder? Has someone stolen your jewels? Are you being blackmailed?" She walked up to my desk, eyes locked on mine as she parted her perfectly shaped red lips she said I need you to validate my parking please so I grabbed my stamp and validated her parking as she walked away she said thank you have a good day my life is such a cliche cried Wi-Fi, 50s detective movie. Detective Fi, Uh, these gangs and these rumbles are making this concrete jungle a terrible place to live. I mean, this boy is crying. Wi-Fi, why? Chandeliers and Chants. Ascorbate Coming this fall A new kind of buddy film Chandeliers I ain't letting you go You're the brightest thing in my life man I ain't leaving you But you must I am trapped here And I cannot get out Chance This is your chance To get away Take it Chandelier, I can't. If I left you behind, I don't know what I would do. I, I love you, man. And I love you, too. But in that platonic man sort of man way where it's not too weird, you know? Yeah, totally. I totally, that's exactly how I'm in it, too. But I'm not leaving you, man. I'm totally, I can't. I'm here with you until that light goes out. That is so cliche of both of us, you know? Yeah, um, I'm sorry about that. It's all right. I love you too, man. I love you like my brother. And I love you like a really good neighbor too. Uh, All right? Coming this Thanksgiving. Chandeliers and chants. The detective buddy film that'll steal your heart. Hey, how's it going there? So those are the first nine of Extreme story time. Story Storytime Extreme. I'm going to take a break. Uh, I've got more to do, but I'm going to take a little break, uh, let my mind absorb other things for a moment, and uh, I'm going to get back to it soon. And throughout the uh, day and into tomorrow, I think I'll be doing... Uh, some story time so keep, li- uh, keep looking for it keep listening for it and I'll be back in a little while with part two because uh, I don't know how many more parts there'll be so the second part next part uh, this is the end of part one so thank you so much for listening uh, be kind be wonderful and I'll see you soon bye